0: Welcome to Conversations with Achievers. I'm your host, Robert White. I'm a mentor to owners, executives, and their teams, and CEO of Extraordinary People LLC. I work with people that want to create extraordinary business performance with less stress, more joy, and more personal fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn from your peers as we explore what it takes in terms of attitudes, habits, and behaviors that achieve extraordinary results, results for yourself, for your family, and your community. Hello, Robert here, and welcome to another edition of Conversations with Achievers. You know, many of uh, you, I guess all of the listeners, have uh, uh, one or more uh, attorneys as resource persons in your life, And we're blessed today to have Alan Crone with us. He's the CEO of The Crown Firm and uh, headquartered down in Memphis, Tennessee. So he's probably got a little of the South in his mouth. Uh, And I'm looking forward to finding out how he built his firm and uh, what's happened along the way. Alan, welcome to Conversations with Achievers. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I am honored and flattered to...
1: Uh, be on a, a, a so-called uh, show. I don't know how much of an achiever I am, but uh, I'd be glad to share what little success I've had with with your listeners.
0: Well, I think uh, many of my listeners uh, you know you, if there was really a big time major project, you might go to a you know one of those huge firms. but most people have uh, relatively small law firms in my experience. Uh, you're, uh, I think knowing a little about you, you're kind of in between, right? Kind of a, like a regional firm. That's right. We, we represent employees,
1: executives, and entrepreneurs. And people ask me all the time, well, do you, do you represent businesses? And I say, well, we represent people, some of whom own businesses. Uh-huh. So we, we really try to be uh, uh, your personal law firm. And we really focus on uh, employment law uh, legal
0: disputes that, uh, affect your ability to make money. And, um, <laughs> Well, that... I, I sure like that simple de- uh, definition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that would resonate with, uh, with our, uh, uh, our listeners, frankly, <laughs> uh, people that like to make money and, uh, have some fun doing it, I think would define, uh, uh a lot of the people in, in, uh, my world and and the world of the listeners to this show. Oh, so that's a, that's a great one. Well, how do you go from being a you know you get out of school, uh, you pass the bar, uh, you start practice. Uh, what was your journey like? Well, I uh, Robert, I'm a
1: recovering uh, politician. When I uh, when I first got out of law school, I um, I was a Republican activist. And my, if you had, uh, if you'd got young, 20 something young, uh, uh, Alan Crone uh, at, a, at a party and uh, asked him what he wanted to do, I would have told you I wanted to be in politics. And, you know, I did that for a while. I, uh, right out of law school, I went to a, a big, huge firm, uh, did that for a couple of years. And frankly, um, kind of set out on my own. Mutual, it was a mutual decision. Because uh, I was distracted, frankly, by politics, and I really enjoy um, the the chess match of politics, but I also enjoy the public service nature of it. And um, I, I kind of knocked around for a few years, and then the governor, uh, when I was about thirty, the governor asked me to come to Nashville and help uh, help him with um, with some employment law issues. By that time, I had kind of uh, settled on that as as my my specialty. And um, I did that for about a, a year and then I started having a family and and rather than become a defendant in a divorce action, I came back to Memphis and
0: <laughs> started
1: my, my own practice with a good buddy of mine and, um, you know, ups and downs. And uh, I I was a chairman of the party here for four years. and then kind of had a had a uh, uh, a break. And I'll be honest with you. You know, I I I always say I kind of lost my 40s. My my 40s, I, I spent really not understanding what I wanted to do, why I was doing it. I was kind of disenchanted with with the law practice. And um, long story short, uh, I ended up um, ending that law practice and starting another one with another friend of mine, and did that until uh, 2015. When um, I went, uh, I jumped off the wagon and went back into politics and uh, served a year on the city council, filled out a term for someone. And then um, my good buddy, Jim Strickland, was elected mayor of Memphis in 2016 and, or 2015. And I spent the next four years from 2016 to 2020 uh, running this firm, but also um uh, being his senior policy advisor and special counsel and my office was right next to his and I was involved in everything the city was doing and it it for a political junkie like me it was uh it was the best four years professionally I've had I just enjoyed doing it uh, but I realized at the end of that that um, I needed to focus on my business and you know they say you're a product of the choices you make Absolutely. And you know, where I found myself in 2020 was um, my firm had some direction. We were an employment law firm, but we kind of did a lot of things. And um, we really have focused on just helping folks with their employment law situations. Like I say, that can be advising a business on how to uh, comply with the employment laws. Somebody Mm -hmm. whose job or career uh, is threatened by Uh, maybe non-compete or wrongful termination or those sorts of things. And, um, you know, and so now we're really focused about, you know, my personal um, professional mission is to transform the American workplace. And we do that one person at a time, but by by putting people first and we do it one case at a time. And um, it's a, it's a big job, but, you know, your relationship with your employer whether you're self-employed or you get a W-2 from somebody or in the new economy, you may have a bunch of different checks coming from a lot of different places. But those relationships, uh, that they are life-sustaining, uh, not just financially, but in America, what you do is who you are. And, and so we, we really take that seriously and we want to hold people accountable. You know, some good old Republican values here. People say, how can you be a plaintiff lawyer if you're a Republican? And I say, look, HR compliance is not just the right thing to do because it's the law, but it's good business. And yes. so um, and so we're we're in it for for that. If if someone is gonna discriminate against someone, we're gonna hold them accountable. But if someone wants to do the right thing, then we're gonna help them that way too. So um, you know, my job is 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 to end. Employment litigation. Um, the nice thing about that is, you know, we live in a fallen world, and uh, people uh, don't always do what they they're supposed to do, and that's why lawyers, uh, you know, like uh, like death and taxes will always be around.
0: So you're a problem solver on both ends of the uh, formula between the, the empl- and sometimes you're you're counseling an employer and sometimes uh, an unhappy employee.
1: Yeah, and I, I would say most of the time we're representing an executive or an employee, um, but we also a lot of our executive clients uh, have become in entrepreneurs, and so we end up representing their businesses as well. Um, but yeah, we we primarily work. Uh, I, I say we work the compliance side of the street, whether whether that's proactively with an entrepreneur or um, retroactively um, with an executive or an employee who's, uh, suffered some, um, you know, suffered some indignity or some, um, uh, 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 problem in their, their career?
0: Well, I sure see the, uh, kind of migration from politics to the work you're doing and how you hold it. Uh, in both cases, it's about serving people. Uh, so, uh, I get, the. uh, I get the the uh, consistency there. I guess, yes. Uh, yes. Even though the daily activities might be a lot different.
1: Well, you know, uh, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. You know, um, in politics, I always said to the city attorney, "Look, when I walk into City Hall, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I was there as a as a uh, uh, operations person for the for the mayor. And um, you know, it's the same. A lot of times, it's the same skill set as how do you get from place a to uh place b how do you solve a particular problem um usually involves communication issues in both uh in both worlds you know um oftentimes when you get into a political dispute you realize that there's a lot more common ground than than you think and sometimes in an employment dispute you realize that a lot of the problems is that folks aren't uh, constructively communicating with uh, one another
0: like they should. So a lot of this, I think, a lot of the same skills. Uh, Alan, it's a good time for me to ask you. In building your most recent firm, uh, what has really worked for you? What what has in terms of developing your work or protecting it? Or I, I assume you're uh, in compliance. <laughs> we can start there. But uh, what has worked for you in building uh, building a regional law firm? I tell you what what I think you got to come to work with every day,
1: if you're in my position uh, and it didn't come naturally to me because I'm a, I'm a lawyer and a politician. And when I say this, you'll say, that would be hard is humility. I think Mm -hmm. if you're the CEO of an organization, you have got to be humble and you've got to come to work every day, putting the mission of the company ahead of your own mission um, and put the employees and the customers or clients or whoever you're serving uh ahead of ahead of yourself and every time I do that for a sustained period of time uh my, my organization sees success and when I start making it about me um that's when I run into trouble so I think that's the first um that's the first uh, club that's got to come out of your bag on the first tee is you got to be humble and um, and part of that is realizing that, you know, I can't do it all. And that's hard for a lawyer because we're kind of taught in law school that we're supposed to do it all. And you watch legal movies and legal television and, you know, Perry Mason doesn't have um, anyone sitting next to him. He's, you know, got Paul Drake and, and uh, Della Street, but that's about it. He's doing <laughs> everything himself. And that's not the way to build a successful organization. You got to as a CEO. You got to bring people in, and then then once you get more than one person in your organization, then my job is to make that person look good. And if I'm making them look good, if I'm getting my clients where they need to be, then then the business is going to succeed in spite of
0: me. You know, I have a uh, uh, a number of years ago. Uh, you know, I, I spent uh, 2015 to or really 2014 to 2020 in China. And uh, but before that, I was mentoring executives and running leadership training programs and bringing bringing cultures together. And uh, I I put a, li- a a website together, and I then I would ask a few clients what they thought of it, and they kind of uniformly threw up. <laughs> you know, they just vomited all over my efforts, and they said, you know, this is standard kind of salesy talk and it's not who you are. It's not what you do. And that turned out to, I didn't like the feedback of course, but, uh, I try to be humble. I work at it. And I realized that these are people that love me and support me and, uh, you know, pay me a lot of money and I should listen to them. And, uh, what came out of that was a, a simple outreach to some clients and, uh, and their success stories being the, the central part of how I, Communicate about me at that time. And one of them happened to be about a a law firm that happened to be here in Colorado. Many of my clients are really all over the world, but uh, this was one of my few clients in Colorado. And it was interesting to see the, uh, the partner problems uh, in the firm Uh, is that, you know, that, that they didn't, they'd gotten to the point of not liking each other, not, not trusting each other. And having really horrible relationships that just showed showed up around performance issues. Uh, how about you? And, and uh, is that something you you have to manage closely, or or that you're relatively successful with?
1: I get along fabulously well with uh, my partners because I'm it. I have all the equity, and uh, uh, so. But let, let me say this about that. I think I think that whether you're talking equity or not, particularly with lawyers. Um, you have to be aligned on your mission. And so many law firms, particularly folks, uh, law firms that are headed by a group of people in their 50s and 60s, we grew up with this notion of it's my practice and, you know, the firm is just there to support me. And, you know, a lot of law firms, particularly uh, small and mid-sized firms, there are a bunch of guys or, and women that get together maybe because they like each other. Maybe they all kind of roughly practice the same thing. Um, but they're not a cohesive unit. They're not a, uh, they're not really a firm. There are a number of practices sharing space and they divide the money up in a such way. So I, I'm a big preacher on mission. And I think if you have an organization that has a mission, you know, our mission is to transform the American workplace and everybody here knows that, and. We make our hiring decisions on that. And, you know, if you, if you're a talented trial lawyer and, you know, you, you know, you practice, I don't know, uh, automobile accidents and you may be very talented at it, but this isn't the place for you because we don't do that. And we're not going to try to put that square peg in in, in a round hole. And, and so you've got to hire towards it and then you've got to talk about it and you've really got to make it uh, a real thing. And if you get into a dispute, then you bring it back to that mission and say, okay, well, how does this choice you want us to make, how does that further our mission? And a lot of times that question, um, ends the debate. Well, you know, it really, it really doesn't, or, or, uh, you know, it really does. Here's how, here's how it impacts the mission. And this is the ROI and and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, I, I think money is a big uh, issue. A lot of times those, those firms that we're talking about, they may not have a clear objective distribution method. You know, it may be, okay, you got two senior partners and they kind of decide, you know, from on high, how everything, uh, works. I had a, a partner once, uh, for a brief period of time, he, he, uh, he always talked about, uh, he told this story and I didn't realize what he was saying to me. I was young. I didn't really realize <laughs> it.
0: Um, Those are the best realizations,
1: but he kept telling the story about, you know, when he was a young lawyer, uh, he worked for a, a, a firm here in town that had a, a, senior partner who, uh, was a benevolent dictator. And he would, it, it, you know, he, they had a compensation committee of one person him and he would dole the money out based on the way he thought it was was fair but what i didn't realize this fellow was telling me is that's how that was the model that he thought worked and that's how he wanted to proceed and that wasn't my understanding of it either so i i I think you've got to have real clear uh and frank money talk with with your partners if you whether you're a law firm uh you know a medical clinic or you're you're selling widgets you've got to have that real you got to have that money talk before there's money on the table and cuz i always say 10% is a lot when you're paying it and it's nothing when you're receiving it <laughs> and, well and so you know people have to be able to do their own calculations they they have to understand and know and there can't be any surprises uh when it comes to compensation and i think that's that you know again uh a specific law firm is you know, the answer to this is gonna be different. But I think it's uh I think it's lack of, of mission, lack of alignment on on what they're doing, and then a a lack of um commitment and, and understanding about how the money is going to be split up. And um, you know, a lot of uh law firm compensation plans wouldn't fly in any other industry uh or profession because um American you know, American capitalism the person who does the work doesn't necessarily get most of the of the fee or most of the purchase price right. whereas lawyers believe well if i do all if i do all the work then i'm entitled to the lion's share of the fee they really don't think about okay what's you know you've got the fee and part of that is for the salesman part of that is for overhead part of that is for the person who does it part of that is equity yeah. and those are concepts that um the american law firm uh just really hasn't grappled with because we've got such an incredible monopoly um mm. uh, and, and let me uh, i i heard this the other day and it's true law firms well the legal profession in general let's take a, a personal injury case um in, a, in in a typical personal injury case i have my i have the 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 total recovery uh, a third goes to uh, the law firm and you take the expenses out, you give the, uh, the the client what's left, maybe of the law firm's fee, a third goes to whoever referred it and the third goes to, uh, um, you know, the rest maybe goes to the, the firm and then gets chopped up. And everybody's happy with that that tells you that there's a lot of inefficiency
0: in um, in our profession. Uh, that's a really good point. Uh, manufacturing people would look at that and go, are you kidding me? <laughs> but there's
1: just so much money to be made,
0: uh, particularly uh, on, um,
1: you know, in employment, I mean, in, in uh, contingency cases, personal injury cases, um, you know, uh, you're, a good personal injury firm is settling um, dozens of cases a month for six, seven figures. And um, uh, and, and so the margins are really good. And uh, what's going to happen eventually is uh, private equity is going to come in. And you're already starting to see that with, with the bigger firms being able to, to take advantage of an economy of scale um, and, and cashing out. Shove some of the smaller firms out. If and when private equity can get into that game and in Utah and Arizona, uh, there there are experiments going on in that regard. Uh, You'll see a a tremendous change in in the legal profession, uh, similar to the ones you've seen in the medical profession.
0: Well, this has been a great conversation. And, uh, uh, you know, my approach in working with companies in terms of the outcome that we're working toward is focus. Does everybody know what we're up to here all the time? And then alignment. And I use a different word than mission, but it's it's in there Mm -hmm. in my case, it's purpose, vision, and values and, uh, and then commitment. I mean, we're very aligned, uh, Alan. So, but thank you. That's great counsel for any business. Uh, look, we've got to wrap this thing up. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, how can, how can something happen between you and our listeners that would be mutually beneficial?
1: Well, uh, We've got a great SEO uh, operation. So if you Google Alan Crone, Attorney Memphis, you're going to get me. Um, uh, our our uh, website is cronelawfirmplc.com, cronelawfirmplc.com. Uh, and then you can go onto Amazon and you can find my book, The Law at Work which uh, is written for for normal people. If it were written for lawyers, it'd be like this thick, <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> words. But then we've got 12 chapters in here that um, help you understand how employment law works, not just for companies, but works for people. And um, uh, also give some strategies on on how to uh, respond in particular situations um, where you may not need to go
0: get a lawyer. Got it. Alan, thank you so much for participating, for the gift that you are in your profession, but also to our listeners. Uh, I'm I'm very grateful. Robert, you're a great American. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) All the best. Thanks so much for joining us for Conversations with Achievers. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for this weekly show, The details are at therobertwhite.com and click on podcasts. I'm looking for businessmen and women with a story to tell stories that might benefit other owners and executives. If you got some value from this program, I'd really appreciate you sharing about it on social media and just mentioned www.therobertwhite.com slash podcasts. Of course, subscribing means you won't miss a show and rating the podcast positively will leave Robert smiling. I'm building a movement here for leaders, leaders who want to succeed in business, succeed with their families, have fun, and contribute toward making the world a better place. It's special to me that you chose to listen. I look forward to connecting again next week. Remember, reach out to me anytime with any questions or concerns at therobertwhite.com. Bye for now.